welcome everybody to Nature vs. Nurture. This podcast is focused on both sides of the equation, who we were meant to be and who we become from a nutritional and lifestyle standpoint. So strap yourselves in and enjoy the ride. Alright, so I'm going to get right to it. This episode is called Nutritional Identity. Nutritional Lifestyle Identity, sorry. Who Made Who. This is something that I come across so frequently as a nutritionist, as a practicing nutritionist, seeing you know hundreds of clients uh, over a monthly period and have been doing so for close to 20 years now. Um, it's a big issue and the, the, the issue really, I'm just going to cut right to the chase, is our lack of identity and with that lack of identity comes a lack of grounding and with that lack of grounding comes, um, I guess, um, instability, okay, a platform, an unstable platform in which we're standing on and it supports the right now North American average for people who are successful at losing weight and maintaining said weight loss for more than five years the failure rate is 98%. So 2% of the people that have um, ever tried to lose weight or improve upon their health and fitness have failed miserably. And a lot of it is because from what I can see is we're trying to fulfill someone else's ideology of how it is that we should be. Okay, so essentially we're building someone else's dream. Um, others project onto us and we follow suit. So all of a sudden we're trying to mold and contort and torture our body into becoming something that it wasn't naturally designed to be. Um, we see a lot of this in the media and people talk about it, but I don't think they really see the gravity of it. You know, I deal a lot with more so now than ever. I think the number one issue is orthorexia, which is the obsessive and compulsive nature surrounding food um, ideas and fitness behaviors, lifestyle. And fitness right now or lifestyle and nutrition are the two biggest influencers when it comes to chronic illness, which is essentially what seven out of ten of us are being hospitalized for. Um, we're, We're really just not identifying with our individual needs. We're not going on that journey where we need to discover who it is that we are in order to give ourselves what it is that we need in order to have what it is that we want. We don't know what we want. We want what others want. We want what is trending. And no one's asking, is it right for me, right? I mean, it's it's the simple case of you know research and all this bullshit that's out there is yes, we can do it, but should we do it, right? No one's asking the should. And yes, I could go out right now and punch someone in the face, but should I do it? What are the consequences of it? Um, what are the, you know, the ramifications after that takes place? Am I going to be able to live with the result? Is it a good thing for me? And we're not thinking of that before we jump into these, you know, these crazy, uh, expensive and time-consuming and bodily function-consuming 
exercise routines and, and memberships and <clears throat> ideologies and camps, whatever you want to call them, same with nutrition. We're failing to see that all of these things are tools that we use in order to create our masterpiece, to do the renovation. Um, but what room we're renovating and what the end product looks like should be unique to the individual as opposed to having it predetermined by someone who's trying to sell you their tool, right? Exercise professionals want you to exercise. Dietitians, nutritionists, um, they all want you to eat a certain food and there's a lot of bigotry and a lot of zealotry associated to those two camps you know this exercise is wrong that one is right you know um this food is good this food is bad you know uh that's healthy that's not healthy so there's a lot of black and white there and if there's one thing over my um broad scoping and you know, expansive career that I've learned is that number one, there is no such thing as a good or bad food because it depends on the individual. It's the human variable, right? Is a knife dangerous for you? Well, it depends on the intensity in, in which it's used. It could save your life and protect you as just as likely as it is to hurt you. So it depends on the individual, it depends on the skill of the user. So food is neither good nor bad. It's neutral. It's the intent in which it's used and the skill in which it's applied that determines whether or not essentially it's good or bad. Um, so that's really kind of the my business. That's my perspective. So when I work with my company um, uh, Insight and when I consult for the company that I'm hired to consult for, which is Simply for Life, um, that's the attitude that I bring to the table is, okay, you know, if you, um, just because a food is nutritious does not make it healthy. You determine the health of the food and a lot of it has to do with application and matching it with the individual. But a lot of us are lacking that individual um, approach because we don't know what it is that and, and who it is that we are. So we don't know what it is that we need. And I see it right now in the healthcare system where, you know, you go in and you're just basically telling the doctor, giving the doctor some idea of like a symptom and the doctor's treating you like he would treat anybody else, uh, you know, 50,000 other people your height, your weight, your age, right? Um, because we're not, we're not very good advocates of ourselves because we don't know our asses from our elbows. We don't um, pay attention to our, ourselves. So it's very difficult to articulate any abnormalities when we don't know what normal is, okay? And that's the big issue. You go to countries that don't have the same medical um, systems we do, they tend to have better because they see that their, their, their treatment matches the uh, people going, right? So for example, we're our medical system is based on acute response, acute medical care, not preventative, um, but yet we're using acute training and acute um, application to treat a chronic issue, right? And that doesn't make sense to me. That's a square peg and round hole. That's like me speaking French to someone who doesn't understand French because I need to get a message across to them. And I'm, I don't care what language they speak. French is the one that I speak, so I'm going to speak it to them. And you can see where the inflammation comes from. You can see where the angst and the um, um, frustration. 
So if that person can, if you can identify how that person learns and how that person speaks in in regards to their language, then you get a better transfer of information and you get this mutual respect and you're able to develop pathology and background and everything that we're missing that's really the telltale signs and, you know, the, um, the telomere of a good system, all right, a functioning system where there's two entities the same way as a conversation has to have two sides, right, two people, one listening, one talking, one talking, one listening, and we're just not getting that. And honestly, from what I can see, it's us that uh, that we need to point the finger at. We can say that the medical system is broken, but what are we doing on a daily basis to keep our asses out of there and, you know, um, showing up with things that they're trained to fix, they're trained to help us with, acute injuries, broken bones, high fevers, gunshot wounds, knife wounds, you know, those acute circumstances where you need emergency intervention, but they're not they're treating, they're, they're preventing the onset of death, the onset of mortality, which all the hospital, all the statistics are based on, really. You know, it's, it's success if you don't die. They don't qualify or quantify life, um, quality of life, right? And that's our job. So we're sucking ass, we're getting a D minus. And that seems to be the norm. So everybody's just barely passing. So we're surviving, quote unquote, doing air quotes. And we're happy about that because we're surviving. And that's like, again, it's like being proud of a D minus. So many of us are capable of A plus living, right? A plus quality of life, A plus life experience. And it sets the stage for others to follow because we effectively set the bar higher and it's just not happening. I'm seeing the bar becoming lower and lower and lower and um, the life expectancy showing it. So again, circling back to the whole title of this podcast is your nutritional identity. That's your job, right? That's your journey. You discover your identity through all the trials and tribulations and falling downs and getting ups and these air quotes again, um, mistakes that we've been making over the years, right? That you earn the right to be healthy by facing adversity the same way as you earn the right to become a CEO of a, of, of a company, you earn the right to um, marry the woman or man of your dreams because you went through the process, right? You fought and you made up and you made mistakes and you forgave one another and you went through hard times and you stuck together. That earns you the right to be there. And we're taking that right away from a lot of people by giving them the answers. And it's our fault for asking for answers. I mean, we should be asking for information and using the information to develop our own answers, right? Ask for a friggin' paintbrush. Don't ask for someone to paint your painting for you, right? Um, the science and the tools are in the paintbrush, in the paints, in the canvas, but the artistry of living, the artistry of nutrition and lifestyle balance is in how you apply those tools to the canvas, right? And there's no rules or regulations. There's no right or wrong as to how you should paint or how you should create your masterpiece. 
and we keep looking at this as okay this is you know it's mathematical one plus one equals two law of thermodynamics calories in calories out blah 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 and it makes me want to beat my head off a post because I fell victim to all of that for those of you that are listening that know my background right and it's utter bullshit. The, the science is a tool that we use in a tool chest of multiple, multiple, multiple tools that they're inventing every day. Every season, there's a new thing coming out. If it's not ketosis, it's intermittent fasting. If it's not intermittent fasting, it'll be you know another uh, way of labeling you know, low calorie. Or, you know, and then some other supervillain will be um, put into the forefront of the media whether it's going to be fat, carbohydrates, or, you know, right? Your guess is as good as mine, but let's see how the market goes and what we can monetize and turn into a business and make a shit ton of money on because we're saps and we refuse to do the work, right? We refuse to go on this journey. We want to get to the destination. And the journey is about self-actualization. What does your body need in order to do what you're asking it to do on a daily basis? And when that daily basis changes and life throws you a curveball, how do I adapt? Because that's what's brought us to the top of the food chain. It's sure as hell isn't because we're the toughest, biggest, baddest. We're the most adaptable. And those of us that are here today breathing this air, we're here because of our great ancestors' ability to adapt, to think. And that ability to adapt has been thrown out the window. It's been literally pissed away because of the fact that we're so structured now. Follow this, follow that, do this, don't do that. And we march and we march and we march. And no one's even thinking to ask the question, where are we marching to, right? And from what I can see, it's off the edge of a cliff. And to turn around and go the other way, yeah, you're going to get bumped and you're going to get looked at funny and people are going to tell you what it is that they think. But that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's all about what it is that you think, what you feel. This is your masterpiece, not theirs. And if you're doing, if you're developing this masterpiece to um, impress them, then you're shit out of luck. Okay, that's no way to live your life because at the ripe old age of 40, 50, you're going to be looking in the mirror and you're not going to recognize the person looking back at you. And if you don't recognize that person, then life isn't going to recognize that person and things aren't going to come to you. All right, you're going to be living a facade. It's a lie, everybody. It's time we dug our heads from out of our asses and realized that, okay, it's not going to be a quick fix because it was not a quick break. But it can be fixed faster than it was broken. But it still takes work. It still takes time. It's commitment. It's relationship repair. It's sitting on the goddamn couch and talking about stuff and maybe yelling a little bit and you know letting letting both sides have their say, clear the air. So now that the wax is removed from their ears. They can hear what it is that you need to say and you can hear what it is what they need to say. And this is the relationship between the mind and the body and everybody's relationship is different. Okay. And we as people need to stop asking for answers and start asking for information, experience and go out and find our own answers. We are explorers by nature. Right. So we can continue to read and watch on YouTube and and social media how someone else has circumnavigated the globe and that it's round or we could go out and find out for ourselves. 
And over the last 30 years, 20 of these years, I have been in the you know, fitness and nutrition field. I've seen us spiraling down the toilet with obesity, heart disease, diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's, cancer. Everything is on the rise, rise, rise. So when you think about it, would you listen to a financial advisor that constantly gave you shit advice? Would you keep going back to them? Or would you start to think differently? Would you maybe start relying a little bit more on your savvy? Would you do the research? I mean, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but I need to, I needed to pay attention to that because, you know, it's, it's an important part of my life. So I research people and I get information and I apply the information. And if the person gives me good information, then I go back. If they give me shit information and it doesn't jibe with me, then I don't go back. And through a process of elimination, a quote, unquote, again, air quotes, um, through this journey, I've, I've eliminated people from my life that don't serve me in that field. And it's the same. You guys need to do this in your health as well. There's people out there that will tell you what to do. Those are the people that you need to turn around and run away from. There are people out there that will give you advice. And a lot of the advice isn't based on book learning, reading someone else's experience. It's actually people out there that have experience and are able to not just blindly get to a certain spot at a pure you know, grit and determination. Um, it's getting there and knowing how you got there so that you can advise people and give them a broader perspective and get them to see a, a, possibly a different way. And then all of a sudden, we've got everybody heading to the same direction, but they're getting there their own way. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. It's that we get there. And we should let individuals get there on their own. And that, my friend, is nutritional identity. That is nutrition and lifestyle identity. If you want to become healthy and, you know, or become healthier and you want to be a vegan and you want to walk and do yoga, bam, that's your gig, right? Give it a shot. And if all the stars line up for you and you feel fantastic, do it. If you want to be a muscle head, you want to go to the gym, you want to lift and grunt and spit and eat meat, bam, that's your gig. If you, for the other remaining 23 and a half hours of that day, feel fantastic and you feel good in your clothes and you're treating other people with respect and you're sleeping, you know, um, and you feel in alignment, then that's your bag. You know what I mean? Neither one of them is right. Neither one of them is wrong. It's just this whole idea now that this marketing of, you know, um, zealotry. I mean, we've been doing it since the dawn of man with religion and everything else. My team is better than your team. You know, Team Edwin, Edward, or Team Jacob. Like everybody seems to be so um, enamored by proving that they're right. They're missing the point. Any debate or argument is not to it's not to prove a point, it's to learn a lesson, right? So if we stopped focusing on other people and other people stopped focusing on us, then the world would be a better place and we could just gradually just go along and um, we could design our own personal identity. Nutrition, okay? And that's really what this podcast is about. That's what my company is about, insight. That's what... 
the company that I work for and consult with uh, with people on a one-on-one basis, designing meal plans at Simply for Life. The whole idea of this, it's different ways of doing the same thing, both through Insight and Simply for Life, but the design of it is to empower you and to teach you, give you information, give you structure, give you accountability, but not to enable you. It's to empower you so that all of a sudden you're able to make decisions on your own. You're able to navigate this ever-changing landscape, and you're earning the right to survive. You're earning the right to procreate. You're earning the right to not fall victim and be overcome with these uh, chronic diseases that people are facing with, all right? And we're all facing them, guys. It's not, you know, it's not about teaching your kids to look both ways before they cross the street anymore. Statistically, you know, these bastards are coming, uh, are, are coming at you, and they're coming at you hard. So what are we going to do about it? And the only way that has ever worked in history is to train yourself, is to do the time. Be aware of the surroundings and the dangers within it, but don't, don't take the long way around the bully, right? There comes a point where you have to confront the bully. And in my experience growing up, by confronting the bully, all of a sudden you have what's called a mutual respect. I mean, we the bullies aren't going to go away, everybody, and I don't care how many pink T-shirts you wear. It's about confronting the bully, and the confrontation of the bully could be verbal, it could be physical, whatever needs to take place in order to um, fix that relationship and make that relationship something that's conducive to you long term. Okay? So anyway, that's my two cents for this week uh, for the Nature versus Nurture podcast. All right, we are born to be great, and whether or not we end up there has a lot to do with our environment, people. But guess what? Our environment isn't going to change, right? And whether or not the environment is bo- is conducive to our, you know, becoming great, or if it's of detriment to us becoming great, depends entirely on our perspective and our ability, um, what we called in the military, situational awareness. Um, If we've got more situational awareness, we're more savvy, then all of a sudden you have a different perspective of the environment, and now shit just starts to work for you because you've got the ability, you've got that broader perspective, okay? So enjoy your week, everybody, and uh, I look forward to getting the next one out next week. Peace out.